Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. Woodbury Facial Soap, the beauty soap for the skin you love to touch. Your lovely Never, never change Keep that breathless charm Won't you please arrange it Cause you're lonely Just the way you look tonight Woodbury, the makers of Woodbury Facial Soap The beauty soap made for the skin alone Present The Adventures of Mr. and Mrs. North Pam feels like going to the movies because she decided that Jerry's been working too hard and needs an evening of relaxation. Well, that's all right with Jerry because he feels like going to the movies too. But he'd like to know what they're going to see. So as he and Pam walk toward the neighborhood theater, he asks her, What picture are we going to see, Pam? Oh, I forget the name of it, darling, but uh, I know you'll like it. It has, um, what's her name in it? And I like her, huh? Oh, you know who I mean. She was in that picture with, uh... Oh, you know, uh, Jerry, that that tall, dark-haired fellow. There are a lot of tall, dark-haired fellows in the movies, darling. No, but uh, this one, um, uh, he was... Uh, I know, I know. He played in the picture with what's-her-name. That's right. Oh, what is his name, Jerry? I haven't the slightest idea. Well, I see I'm not the only one who forgets names. And you always say that I never can remember. Oh, that reminds me, Jerry, I forgot to tell you. Uh, that fellow phoned today. What though? I don't remember his name, darling, uh, but I wrote it down. And his phone number, too. Well, who is he? What do you want? Oh, you know, that author. Uh, darling, I know lots of authors. I'm a publisher, remember? Well, uh, this one's from out of town. Uh, Ohio or someplace. Eugene Lawrence? Yes, that's it, Eugene Lawrence. Is he in town? Yes, but uh, he'll be leaving tomorrow. But Pam, I want to see him. Where'd you say he's staying? I didn't. I don't remember, Jerry. Uh, but I-, I wrote it down. Well, I'll go back to the apartment. I want to call him. You go on to the show. But, Jerry... Darling, this is important. It's business. I'm publishing his book, and there are certain points we've been discussing through the mail that I'd like to talk over in person. Now, where did you write his phone number? On a folder. Folder? Uh, yes, dear. It's right next to the telephone. Well, what kind of a folder? A match folder. You can't miss it, dear. It's orange and I remember. Black. It has the name of that awful nightclub you lured me into going to the other night. Mm-hmm. That's right. But why do you have to take messages on match folders? Well, it was right there, next to the telephone. Couldn't you use the pad? No, dear. Why? It was in the kitchen. What was the telephone pad doing in the kitchen? The kitchen table wobbles, Jerry. Oh. I still don't see what you're making such a fuss about. I threw the folder away. Oh. When? Just now, a few minutes ago, somewhere between here and the apartment. Come on, let's retrace our steps and see if we can find it. All right. Jerry, are you sure it's not in your pocket? Positive. There was only one match left, and I used it. I remember distinctly because I was so pleased with myself for lighting the cigarette on a single match with the wind blowing. Well, then you should remember where. Darling, I don't make it a point to notice my surroundings every time I stop to light a cigarette. Wait a minute, what's that? Uh, a chewing gum wrapper. Uh. You know, Jerry, I don't think you're fair. You threw the match folder away, and... 
Then you blame me. Of course I threw it away. It was empty. How was I to know there was anything written on it? Well, I don't see why you have to be so mean about it. Oh, I'm sorry, darling. It's just that I'm anxious to talk to Lawrence. I won't say anything more about it. But let's try to find the folder. Oh, well, uh, there's a pile of rubbish, Jerry. Maybe it's in there. Well, let's see. No, that's not it. Maybe under here. You know, if you could only remember the name of his hotel, try and think. Uh, hotel, um... Uh, it, it began with an R. Uh, was it an M? Oh, I know, Caldwell. Caldwell? No, no, that's not it. Anyway, Jerry, I couldn't help it, could I? Couldn't help what? That one leg of the kitchen table is short. I guess not. What you doing, mister? Oh, hello, son. We're looking for a match folder. I got a match. Uh, thanks. That's not what we want. It's the folder. A special one? Yeah, orange, and it has the name of the zigzag club on it. Zigzag club? Uh-huh. Look, I'll tell you what I'll do. That match folder is somewhere between here and 24 St. Anne's Place. You help us look for it, will you? If you find it, I'll give you five dollars. Five dollars? Gee! That's right, and we'd better get back to the apartment, Pam. Maybe Lee Lawrence will phone again. But the movie... Oh, I don't care so much for... What's her name, after all? Ah, good evening, Axel. Nice evening. Beautiful evening. It stinks. Okay, so it stinks. What do you have? Nothing. On the wagon? I'm here on business. Where's Dutch? In the back. Well, I want to see him. Lula's with him, and he don't want to be disturbed. Yeah, but this is important. It's about the North. Oh. Okay, come on. Hey, uh, you see this tooth? Which one? The one that's missing. No, I don't see it. It ain't there. You know why? No. I walked in on the boss and Lulu once before. Well, this time, not. Okay. Who is it? It's me, Axel. What do you want? Pinky wants to see you. Says it's important. Something about them Norths. Oh, all right. Wait a minute. Okay, Pinky, what's on your mind? Uh, would you pay five bucks for a folder of matches? Huh? I said, would you pay five... What kind of matches? Ordinary ones, like they give you when you buy cigarettes. Are you nuts? Look, um, you don't like that North guy, do you? Look, you said something about matches. The Norths helped put the law onto your brother, didn't they? Okay, okay, so I hate him. If it wasn't for them, Mac wouldn't be giving the best years of his life to the warden at Sing Sing. What's that got to do with buying match covers for five bucks? Well, if North was mixed up in something, something fishy now. Is he? Could be, could be. Come on, come on, open up. What gives? What do you know? Well, when a guy offers five bucks for a folder of ordinary matches, wouldn't you detect a strong odor of mackerel? You mean North wants to pay five bucks for matches? That's what I overheard him offer a kid on the street. Look. North lost a folder of matches, and if the kid could ah, find it, I'd like to see that folder. Suppose I found it. Suppose I got it right here in my pocket. Have you? And suppose it has a name and a phone number on it. Okay, suppose it has. Well, what's it worth to you? That all depends. Maybe it don't amount to anything. Yeah? Then why is North so anxious to get it back? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Let's have the folder. Oh, not so fast. I got to get something out of this. Okay, okay. Give me the folder. I'll call the number and say I'm North. I'll find out what the setup is. And if it's worth anything to me, you'll be taken care of. How do I know I can trust you? I got an honest face. Come on, let's have the folder. Well, all right, but I gotta get my cut. Okay, okay, where's the folder? Here you are. Good. Come in. What's going on, Doc? Be with you in a second, honey. I gotta make a phone call. 
Oh, what's it all about, Axel? Oh, hello, Pinky. Hello. Uh, Pinky found some $5 matches and the boss got interested. Say, hello? what are you trying to... Hello? 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 Uh, is that Mr. Uh, Lawrence, Eugene Lawrence? Yes, this is he. Oh, well, this is Gerald North. Oh, hello there. How are you? Oh, uh, I'm fine. How are you? Okay. Say, look, I've been thinking over what you suggested, and I've decided you're right. Yeah? Well, well, that's nice. Yeah, it would spoil the whole thing if the murder is discovered too soon. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. It has to be kept quiet, and it won't be hard. After all, if Mrs. Stokes keeps her story, there's no way for anyone to find out except the doctor, and he can be bought off. Bought off, huh? It all fits together. She got all the money from her uncle, so money doesn't matter to her. And it's right in character. In character? Sure. And wait till you hear the new angle I've got so no one will find out her uncle was crazy. Crazy, eh? I don't want to tell you over the phone. I'd rather have more time to talk it over. Are you busy now? I could run over. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Come on over. Are you home? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm home. Oh, good. I'll be right over. Uh, let's see. The address is uh, 24 St. Anne's Place, isn't it? I guess so. I mean, yeah, sure, sure. Fine. I'll be there in ten minutes. Now, so long. So long. What's going on, sugar? Plenty. Boy, oh boy, am I gonna make that Weisenheimer sweat. I told you to be good. What Weisenheimer, Dutch? That North guy. I'm gonna square things with him and that dumb wife of his. Oh, but how? Who was that you were talking to on the phone? Friend of North. Seems they're covering up for some rich dame who knocked somebody off. And aren't they just gonna love it, though, when little Dutch walks in and tells him he knows all about it. Well, what do I get out of it? You'll get yours, don't worry. The dame has a lot of dough she got from her batty uncle. And she's willing to spend it to keep things quiet. Well, she better pay plenty or I'm going Okay, gonna... okay. Come on, Axel. You and me are going over and collect. Okay, boy. Hey, how about me? You wait here. We'll be back. All right, but hit him for plenty. And remember, I gotta get what's coming to me. Don't worry, brother. You will. But first, North is gonna get what's coming to him. Come on, Axel. <laughs> We'll be back with the Woodbury Facial Soap program and Mr. and Mrs. North in a minute. But first, this is Ben Grauer for Woodbury Facial Soap, the beauty soap made for the skin alone. When a man says he likes you to look natural, ladies, you know what he means. He wants you to look naturally lovely. And that's why those smart young beauties, the marrying Woodbury Debs, never miss their Woodbury Facial Cocktail. One of the most glamorous Woodbury Debs to marry recently is pretty Joanne Newcomb of California. She's now Mrs. Guy Price, Jr. Her complexion is velvet smooth and clear. And if you could ask her about skin care, she'd tell you... He loves me with that fresh, natural look my Woodbury facial cocktail gives. So I'd pat Woodbury lather into my skin till it glows, then rinse twice, first with hot water and then with cold. How does it happen that so many popular girls trust their complexions to no soap but Woodbury? Because Woodbury facial soap is made for the sole purpose of keeping skin lovely by skin scientists who know the nature of fine textured skin and how to care for it. They put into Woodbury Facial Soap only the purest beauty oils, plus a special costly ingredient for extra mildness. Naturally, your skin is softer, smoother, clearer after a Woodbury Facial Cocktail. So ask for Woodbury Facial Soap and follow the marrying Woodbury Debs to romance. <laughs> 
Now back to the Woodbury Facial Soap program, The Adventures of Mr. and Mrs. North. Hello, I'm Eugene Lawrence. Oh, swell. Come on in. Thanks. Oh, it's good to meet you, North. After all the letters we've written back and forth, it seems like we already know each other. Yes, gosh, I'm glad you came over. I've been trying to get hold of you, but your number was mislaid, and I didn't know where to reach you. I beg your pardon? I said I didn't know where to reach you, or I'd have called. But you did call. I did? I mean... Huh? Don't you remember? No, what are you talking about? Our conversation about the book. You mean what I wrote to you? No, what you told me on the phone. On the phone? Huh? But I... Oh, here's my wife. Uh, Pam, I want you to meet Eugene Lawrence. Oh, hello, Mr. Lawrence. Uh -huh. I'm so glad that you didn't wait for Jerry to phone you, because there was only one match left, and Jerry threw away the folder. Uh, well, what's that? Yes. I suppose it's really my fault, but you see, one leg of the kitchen table was short, and I put the pad under it, so I had to use the folder. Oh. We looked all over the street, but we couldn't find it. Jerry even got down on his knees in the gutter. In the, in the, the gutter? Well, in the gutter. Well, what was he doing there? Well, looking for your telephone number, of course. I said, perhaps I'd better go. I... Oh, but you just got here, Mr. Lawrence. Yeah, well, I know, but I... Miss uh, <coughs> uh, North, just answer one question. Did you or did you not talk to me on the phone about 15 minutes ago? Uh, uh, just a second. We couldn't have, Mr. Lawrence. Hmm? We weren't here. Hello. Hello, North. We're coming in. No, Come on. Wait on. a minute. Okay, wait Lawrence. a minute. Wait. Come on, Mrs. North. Excellent me thought we'd pay you a little visit. Well, and this must be that uh, Eugene Lawrence guy. How do you know about me? It ain't how I know, brother. It's what I know. Well, what do you know? Plenty. Just what is it you want? Ah, we come to the point. Cash. For what? For keeping my mouth shut. About what? About a certain dame named Mrs. Stokes. What? Yeah. I know all about her. I know her uncle was batty and she didn't want anyone to know it. I know she knocked off a guy and is willing to put up her uncle's dough to keep it quiet. Well, I'm going to have a hunk of that dough, a big hunk. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You, you think that... that I... <laughs> Say, how'd you find out about that? All of a sudden, that ain't so funny, eh? <laughs> I think I'm beginning to understand a few things at last. Okay, okay. What I want to know is, do we talk business or don't we? I'm afraid you're barking up the wrong tree, my friend. Yeah? Yeah. It's all a mistake. Okay, okay. Make like you ain't worried. But you'll sing different when I spill what I know to the cops. You're just wasting your time. I know. You think on account of you got friends on the force, they'll go easy. Well, let me tell you, a <laughs> cop is a copper. You don't know how funny this is. So it's funny. Do you make me an offer or don't you? We don't. Good. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you'd take this attitude on account I got ethics. And if you paid, I'd have shut up. But I always wanted to see you squirm, and brother, I'm going to. Come on, Axel. Okay, boss. And when things get hot, North, don't think you'll get out of it by putting it all on that Mrs. Stokes. By covering her, you've been obstructing justice. And that makes you an... Uh, uh, a uh, accessory after the fact. Yeah, an accessory after the fact. Well, let's go, Axel. I got a phone call to make. And then I got an idea this isn't going to seem so funny to these punks. Oh, Bill, surely you don't take it seriously. All I know is that it wouldn't be the first time you and Pam held out on me. It's really too silly to discuss. The whole thing's been a ridiculous comedy of errors. Don't you see, Lieutenant? 
He must have been the one who called me. And when I told him about the book... All right, all right. You told me that before. When the Norse get mixed up in something, there's always some explanation. And usually it turns out that the explanation is phony and that something really is going on. Bill, do you mean to tell me that you're taking the word of a, a, a criminal against ours? Well, I don't know that he is a criminal. I don't know who it was who called me. He wouldn't give his name. It was that awful Dutch Garber. You know, we helped you catch his brother. And he's had it in for us ever since. Besides, Bill, since when have the police taken such stock in anonymous phone calls? When they concern the North. Oh, Bill, come on. Forget it, won't you? It's, it's really funny. I only wish you could see the joke. Yeah, so do I. Say, this gives me an idea for the book. Look, after they pay off the doctor... Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got to answer the phone. Oh, you're not going to keep on being silly about this, are you, Bill? <laughs> okay, Pam, just call me Sucker Wagon okay. and let's forget the whole thing. Well, I'm sorry you don't trust us. It's you, Bill. Oh, right, thanks. Yeah, Mullins. What's that? Who? I see. Right. Right, okay, I'll be right over. Along. Well, so it uh, was all a gag, huh? Just something out of a book. You know, someday I ought to like you Norse up just to teach you a lesson. What are you talking about? What happened, Bill? It uh, was Dutch Garber who called me, hmm? Well, he said he was going to call you. But it didn't amount to anything, did it? He thought he knew something, but it was just a lot of eyewash out of this fellow's book. What are you driving at? What's happened? Well, it seems that one of your fictional characters resented the call. What do you mean? I mean that Dutch Garber has just been found with a couple of slugs in him. What? He, he's dead? Right. Now, don't try to tell me that this is just Chapter 18. Oh. You've got a real corpse with real lead in him. You folks had better start talking and talking fast. <laughs> Gollies, I thought for a while that Bill was really going to lock us up, Jerry. Well, he's pretty sore, and I suppose you can't blame him. No, he'll never trust us again. Not unless we can solve this case and show him that we had no connection with it. Jerry, that's why I want to go down to Duchess Saloon. If we can find that fellow who was with him, he may be able to tell us something. I've got it all worked out. You mean you... After the doctor is paid off, Mrs. Stokes hides the body. Oh... That. Must we go into it now? Well, wait until you hear the gimmick I've got. That, that place you didn't like, this fixes it up. I tell you, it, it's a twist that'll be a sensation. I wonder why Bill let us go. He saw he couldn't get anything it, out of us. It's dark, see? And she drags the body out of the car and dumps it in the river. But what she doesn't know is well, that... Well, here we are. The body that was in the uh, car... Not now, please, please. Oh. Well, we have work to do. Uh, here, driver, keep the change. Thanks. Guys. Not a very inviting place, is it? Well, it was your idea, darling. Hmm. I've seen nicer places than this in nightmares. And nicer people. Yeah. Jerry, see if you can find the fellow who was with Mr. Dutch. You know, the one he called Axel. You're looking for me, Mrs. North? Oh. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see you. What do you want? Uh, we just wanted to ask you a few questions. Suppose I don't want to answer. Oh, that'd be part of the DB hospital. All we want to know is where you and Dutch went when you left our apartment. What's it to you? Oh, we just want to know. I come here. I don't know where Dutch went, so what? Where did Dutch say he was going? 
He didn't. Haven't you any idea whom he was going to see? Go peddle your papers someplace else. I ain't got time to bother with you. I'm sorry. I thought you might be willing to help. Help what? Help us find who killed Dutch. Who killed him? Say, what are you talking about? Dutch is dead and we're trying Why, to... Why, you dirty rat hey, out now, wait a minute. Yeah? Nobody's bumping off the boss and getting away with it, oh, see? What are you doing with that gun? Uh, we didn't bump off the boss. Oh, no? Now I see why you thought it was so funny when he told you what he knew. You was all ready to take care of him. Don't huh? be silly. Get back to your tables, your mugs, and sit down. I'll handle this. Please, Mr. Axel, put that gun away. It's all a mistake. I'll put it away when I'm finished with it. Oh, gollies, everything's gone wrong. And all because one leg of the kitchen table is short. Before we return to Woodbury's Mr. and Mrs. North, this is Ben Grower for Woodbury Facial Soap. Ladies, when you work up a good bubbly lather of Woodbury on your face cloth and work it into your skin, you do more than make it immaculately clean. When you run your hand over your face, you find it softer and smoother. And when you look in your glass, you see a complexion livelier, more glowing. For Woodbury Facial Soap is truly a beauty treatment in cake form, as any glamorous Woodbury Deb will tell you. Now listen to what one of the loveliest has to say about it. She's Joanne Newcomb Price, a Woodbury Deb just married out in California. And she has a fine textured complexion that needs especially gentle care. Yet patriotic Joanne is not one to just sit around and look pretty. She's an ardent victory gardener and sells what she grows for war relief. And here's what she writes. Gardening's dirty work, but my skin stays clear and bright with Woodbury. Even California sunshine doesn't dry or coarsen my complexion. I love the clean feel and look of my skin after a Woodbury facial cocktail. He loves it, too. Why don't you follow the marrying Woodbury Debs to romance? Ask for Woodbury Facial Soap. That's W-O-O-D-B-U-R-Y, Woodbury. The beauty soap for the skin you love to touch. Alice Frost and Joseph Curtin, the stars of Mr. and Mrs. North, will appear next Sunday night on Woodbury's other program, the Chamber Music Society of Lower Basin Street. Be sure to hear Mr. and Mrs. North on Lower Basin Street next Sunday evening, immediately following Walter Winchell. Consult your local newspaper for time and station. Now, back to the Woodbury Facial Soap Program, The Adventures of Mr. and Mrs. North. Okay, now, get moving. In the back. Just a minute. Won't you please put that gun away and listen to reason? I ain't interested. Uh, look, Axel, what makes you so sure that we're the ones who bumped off the boss? Any dope would know that. Oh. Didn't anyone know he was going to try to blackmail us? Well, uh, yeah. Well, isn't it possible that they thought that uh, we paid the, the boss and, and they killed him in order to rob him? Well, uh... Of course. There's your answer, Axel. Who knew Dutch was going to come Wait over? Wait a minute, not so fast. You're just trying to get out of it. Oh, no, we're not. But if you want to make an example, you ought to make it out of the right person. But how do I know the right person ain't you, huh? Would we have come here if we'd killed Dutch? I don't know. There'd have been no point in it. It would have been suicide. Why did you come? We want to find out who killed Dutch. And if you'd only help us, then we'd well, have... Well, okay. I guess you're right. Oh. <sighs> it feels good to breathe again. All right, Mr. Uh... 
uh, actor. Now, who knew that a Dutch hoped to get money from us? Well, Pinky and... Uh... Yes? Only Pinky, that's all. I thought you were going to say someone else. I says only Pinky. All right, all right. Uh, where can we find uh, Pinky? That's him over there. Hey, Pinky, come here. Has he been here ever since you got back? Yeah. Hello, hello. Hey, uh, did I see a bit of gunplay a moment ago? Ah, uh, just a little disagreement. Think nothing of it. Don't worry. I'll only think something of it if something like that didn't happen in this place. Oh, uh, hello, Mr. and Mrs. North. Oh, I see you know us. Oh, yes, I get around, I get around. I'd like to ask you a question, Mr. Uh, Pinky. Go right ahead, but I uh, don't promise an answer. Uh, where were you while Axel and Dutch were out calling on us? Right here, why? Can you prove it? Maybe. What's it to you? Oh, nothing. Only you may have to. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And now may I ask a question? Sure, sure. Little John Kieran, that's me. Who's that pretty girl at your table? Uh, Lulu? I don't know. I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah, that's Lulu. Dutch's girl. Leave her out of this. Oh, but Axel, with her looks, it's a shame to leave her out. But she don't know nothing, see? Shame on you, Axel. That's no way to talk about a young lady. I mean about Dutch's murder. Dutch's murder? Hey, what do you mean? Uh, Axel, you've spilled the beans. Hey, is Dutch been... As if you didn't know. No, Axel, honest, I was here the whole time. Well, while you two decide who was where, I'm going over and talk to Glamopus. Wait a minute, Nort. I tell you, she didn't know nothing, see? That's all right. With her looks, she doesn't have to. I just want to talk to her. Well, I'm going with you. So am I. Okay. Jerry, I'm surprised at you. She's nothing but a painted floozy. Well, I've always been an admirer of painting, sweetheart. Uh, hello, gorgeous. May we join you? I, uh, sure, big boy. Sit down. Who's the dame with you? Oh, don't mind her. She's a little number I picked up in the subway. Pinky will take her off my hands, won't you, pal? Jerry. I see you've got ideas, but my boyfriend will be coming back soon, and, uh, He's not going to like him. Dutch? Yeah. You know him? Sure. But don't worry about Dutch. He won't be coming back for a long time. How do you know? I know. So, come on. Let's be friends. Take your hands off of her. Why? She likes me. Don't you, honey? Well... See? Leave her alone. Go away, Axel. I'm busy. I see you are. North, if you don't leave her alone, North. I'm going to... Did you say North? Yeah, Gerald North. Hey, what is this? Oh, Axel, now you went and spoiled it all. What is this, North? What's going on? What are you trying to do? That's what I'd like to know. Just checking on a motive? What do you mean? Well, I never really believed robbery was the motive because the murderer couldn't know where the Dutch had the money. So I began looking for another motive, and I think I've found it. Motive? Murderer? Say, so what are you talking about? About Dutch. He's been murdered. Oh. Hey, Lolo, please, well, I have an idea it was Axel who murdered him. Oh, yeah, because you were in love with Dutch's girl. Oh, Axel, you, you And didn't. you figured this would be a good time to do it, because Why, you... Dutch had just informed on me, so I'd be suspected instead of you. After all, you thought I was already involved in one murder, so I was a natural fall guy. Uh, no, you don't. Don't reach for that gun again. Let go. Not yet, brother. Hey, Peggy. Right, Peggy, look out. Peggy has a Hey, Lawrence, how about some help? You're right on get you. What got the most two guys? Guys made like a rock. This is what I was trying to tell you, North, about the book. There's a free-for-all, and then... I can't break it up. Come on, break it up. I got you covered, all of you. Cops, right. Put up your hands, your mug. Axel's going for the door. Look up, Ham. We're in the line of fire, so Bill can't shoot. Here, duck under the stage. All right. We got down just in time. Yeah, Bill's driven him into the corner. Come on, drop your guns and come out of there. You can't get away. The place is surrounded. Okay, mister, you ask. You see, North, there's this free-for-all, and then the cops break in oh, and arrest Mrs. Stokes, and then come... 
the switch. It isn't Mrs. Stokes. Mrs. Stokes is the corpse. Corpse. And now I ask you, is that a switch? Or is that a switch? Bill jumped them and got him. Well, North, how does the plot strike you now? Not so hard. Why? What's the matter with it? Well, somehow I found it awfully hard to keep my mind on it. So that's why Bill let us go. Yeah, he knew he couldn't get us to talk, so he let us go and followed us, thinking we'd lead him into something. Well, we certainly did. Mm-hmm. Golly's Jerry, he came right in the nick of time. Just like the Marines. Oh, it certainly was lucky he followed us. Lucky? Well, wasn't it? <laughs> Pam, do you think I'm crazy? What do you mean, dear? Do you think I'd have gotten into a fight with a murderer in a dive like that if I didn't know the police had been following me? Oh, you knew all the time. Of course. But even so, it was a pretty bad few minutes. I hope I'll never have to go through anything like it again. Well, I know what you can do to prevent it. What? You can fix that leg on the kitchen table. Starting today, your bookseller has on sale the latest Mr. and Mrs. North mystery novel. It's titled, Killing the Goose. Get a copy of Killing the Goose tonight. The next Wednesday evening, another radio adventure of Mr. and Mrs. North Starring Alice Frost and Joseph Curtis. For thrills and laughs, be sure to listen, won't you? Music for Mr. and Mrs. North is conducted by Charles Paul. This is Ben Grauer saying goodnight for Woodbury Facial Soap. The beauty soap for the skin you love to touch. Love will never, never change. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.